this third of three podcasts, NAC dance producer Kathy Levy continues her conversation with one of her favorite choreographers, Flemish-Moroccan dance phenomenon, Sidi Larbi Trikawi. Now you're often in your own pieces, not in the not in the ballet company pieces, but uh, Origine, the the piece that you did with Tête Monet in in Brussels, and of course Zero Degrees, and you're performing in Sutra, and, and so your your involvement as a performer and an, and the person outside is that is that a just completely natural relationship? Or? Um, I'm, I'm trying to follow my intuition. So yes, sometimes it's necessary that I'm in. Sometimes it's it's not necessary that it's me, but it is necessary that I create a role. Like for instance, with Sutra, uh, I two weeks before the premiere, Ali and me felt there needed to be a character inside other than them to to relate to them. And I stepped in because I felt like th- I know what I need to do. If if I can need, you explain I, who Ali is for people? Ali, who sorry, don't know? yeah, Ali my was my assistant. We were in China together. He's half Tunisian, half uh, Belgian. He's a circus artist who was also a performer for me in Tempus Fujit. So I know him quite well, and he's a dear friend. And we 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 kind of the whole journey I went through in uh, China was one I shared with him. And so everything that happened to me happened to him <laughs> because both of us were constantly linked in that. And we had a lot of reflection together, like we would talk about things together. And, and uh, it was a, a really like, a, like a, a voyage with your best friend in a way, you know, you, you'd, you'd, you'd really experience it together. And, and so uh, when we decided that I'd step into the piece, it was really more a function. It, it, didn't, it doesn't have to be me. It needs to be a person that, you know, has had that relationship with them. So Ali was, is naturally for me, it can be me or Ali because Ali in many ways um, experienced everything the same way as I did. So his relationship and also the monks, the way the monks perceive Ali or me is similar. We, we laugh about the same things. We have... Uh, you know, um, there is a trust, a big, big uh, trust between all of us. And that that made it very natural. Uh, of course, Ali has another body. He's much more of a circus artist. So he manages to do things I cannot do. Same time, I'm more flexible. So I use my body differently. So, yes, it's a different piece, but the function is totally similar. And that uh, uh, that makes it possible for me to sometimes be in or sometimes step out of uh, certain projects. Of course, when I'm doing a duet with Maria or Akram, it, it's about our relationship sure. and nothing else. But what about Origine? Origine, I'm, I'm, I'm not in. Origine is done with four dancers uh, from the four corners of the world. It's uh, one Japanese dancer, uh, one American uh, dancer from San Francisco, somebody from Iceland and somebody from South Africa. So it's those four elements that interact and that's origin in apocryphu it's a trio i did for uh, 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 la monnaie um, there it's important it's me because it's about my struggle with islam my struggle with you know the religion and 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 the books and all the books and how they they have shaped my life and and also limited it at certain levels and and my 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 struggle with them and how i i want to reread them and rewrite them and and how i'm i'm like pu- putting them in different uh, structures in order to to have a 
uh, this trinity between uh, Yasuyuki Shuto, who's the Japanese dancer who's in this project, Dimitri Jourde, who's a, a circus and contemporary dancer, and then me. And somehow we are three elements that together make this trinity uh, uh, and and uh, struggle with each other's individual patterns uh, to, to make it work. That's, yeah, we are a bit like the three religions, uh, you know, intertwingling. Uh, there's a whole sequence where we have three books. Um, it's the Torah, it's the Koran, and it's the Bible. And it's really like how one becomes the other book. And it, you, you're constantly uh, confused about which book was that, which one is it? Uh, because I do think they are very, very uh, related. And uh, I feel like as much as uh, we've been able to bring a number of your pieces there's still so many people I'm going to have to do a whole season of CD Library Works <laughs> bring the ballot I'm very open for that that would be, be, be wonderful I want to talk about having seen Apocryphu and of course as, as as I've said to you many many times seeing Davin in 2004 I think uh, was an epiphany for me and and two very these two pieces while different the music is extremely powerful as in myth as in other works as well but in davant the the the, the ancient music and and i just what like that's I know music is extremely important to you. I read that uh, that you know when you had to fill in the blanks to an interviewer, you know you were actually a frustrated. You filled it in with musicians. So talk about your relationship with music. It's yeah, so yeah. important in your work. Well, I mean, when I met Damien Jalet, who came in in two thousand to work with me, he came. Uh, with his knowledge of uh, traditional music, oral traditional music from Italy. So basically he had uh, done a lot of research on that and he came with songs from a village in Italy, like uh, there was this Tabat Mater that he knew. And somehow, I don't remember why, but I, I wanted to do something around the Tabat Mater because I loved the text, the religious text, the aspect of the mother weeping for her child who's on the cross and the fact that... Uh, in the text, there's written, well, who wouldn't weep for the mother weeping for her child? And in many ways, I said, I felt that says a lot about humanity, that people don't weep for the Christ. They weep for the mother crying for the Christ. So it's, it's that kind of, um, we, we never go straight for the, the, the real sorrow. We go, we, we do, a, we need something else to relate to in order to relate to what's actually should be related to. <laughs> Because we should cry for Christ. I mean, <laughs> this is horrible that someone's on the on the. So in that sense, I I wanted to do something around that text because I felt like it was, it was. I I felt like any piece I would make would need to have that kind of strength of making that bridge of bridging emotion in such a way that people would understand something they think they don't understand. And um and he knew the Stabat Mater. He knew that song. He knew a song a song, uh, from. I think it was Blera. It was like a little village uh, close to Rome, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and uh, they, uh, so he started singing this and it was so beautiful and it really, really moved me. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And he said, yeah, well, actually, it's, it's, you can do it polyphonically. You can do it with two voices and we could talk to Christine Leboot, my you know, singing teacher. Uh, and, and so suddenly I, I got into this world of oral traditional music and what was amazing about it was that first of all it was very it had a long history so there was a, a form of tradition that was right there in Europe finally something I could you know hang on to and secondly it was for everyone
one. It wasn't something that's only done by singers uh, between brackets. It was done by people, by the, the villages, by, by uh, the, the person, the baker or, the, you know, anyone who was in the village would sing these songs, um, uh, men or women, depending on which song we're talking about. And so it felt like suddenly it was something you were allowed to sing without anyone telling you, well, you know, you didn't study since you were six years old singing. So it became a, a popular song. It was about folk, you know, mm -hmm. something like uh, folklore, but mm -hmm. in, the, in a good way. Uh, and it, it gave me the room to express myself and to express my emotions through singing. So that's when it started. And it, it kind of made full circle with a lot of these things that I had heard when I was a kid, because when I was a kid, I was very uh, uh, Andalusian music and a lot of music from, from Morocco. My father was all the time putting this on. And so it, 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 it worked in my subconscious. I was also always very... Uh, in tune with music it, it would always move me and, and bring me somewhere and so suddenly realizing and, and uh, discovering a whole history that had been hidden from me I felt so angry that nobody <laughs> ever showed this to me before and so I made it a bit my my own uh, uh, it was my, my, my aim to, to share this with as many people as possible to, when I discovered something beautiful, I'm like, everybody should hear this. Okay. And and that's why Davant or, I mean, Davant is even more complex. But for instance, with the, 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 the singers of Afiletta, when I discovered them, I was like, this is what I want to dance on. This is what I would like people to hear because it's so... It's so moving. With Davant, of course, there was the, the meeting with Juan Cruz Diaz de Garayo Esnaola, the uh, dancer at uh, Sasha Waltz, who's as much um, a singer as a dancer. And he had seen Damien and mine's work and basically was attracted to it and felt like you, you guys would be really, you, you sh we should do something together, the four of us with Luke Dunbury. And so we... Um, uh, we we decided to do something around voice and it was really like a, a one year where we were just learning songs together and it was such a nice experience to to sing with the three of them and and feel like it, yeah, yeah to be like part of a, a group you know we were a group was that a collaboration that was very particular because all four of you were learning and singing and dancing and deciding yeah, it it was it was definitely uh, powerful because uh, so much we had so much in common. I mean, uh, between Luke and Juan and their relationship and their the way they were working together and and Damien and me, there were so many parallels. Um, uh, Juan and me, we, we we were there was so much similarities in our approach and in our uh, perseverance about certain things and our. Um, stubbornness was also <laughs> very similar, and it it but it was very healthy to do this project because it 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 was like all this it was like a kaleidoscope of mirrors that that would bring us you know uh, and and make us see each other and and confront each other with each other and it was a it was a wonderful thing. I uh, understand you're going to be performing it again soon. Yes, yes, soon in in Berlin. That's uh, that's amazing. Like it's, it's like seven years. I yes. know it's great. It's like something you can always go back to and, yeah. and have as a whole. Well, other hopefully, thing. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, of course, after seven years, the body does react differently. We'll see how things go. Well, from what we've <laughs> seen in your dancing in Sutra, I think I think it'll be fine. Now, you've also been asked in the last little while to take this other role of uh, artistic 
curator, you know, making a decision about dancers and choreographers that you invite to festivals. You did it in Bruges a while ago. You're doing it in Italy. What What's that role like for you? Well, for me, it's, it's great because I feel like I, I, I really love seeing work from others. And, and so I, I love dance. I mean, that's also when I see my pieces, I know how much percentage is mine and how much is actually from the dancers so there's a there's a real sense of i think i'm aware of 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 what dancers bring in and what the choreographer is doing and so to to get get this opportunity again to make people discover work uh, a bit like with the music like when i made this choice to be like okay in my own dance pieces i want people to discover this music or this composer or I have the same with with the curating. It's like you want to have people. I mean, you know that better than me. <laughs> you want to do make, one side of it. Yeah, you you, you want to you know let people discover this or 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 share your love for something with others. And you're like, well, you know, check this guy out. It's wonderful. Or or or, or this choreographer. She's really doing something amazing. And one one should she see it and and give the opportunity to share it and or confront yourself to it. And so it's. Um, what, yeah, would, what would you say have been some of those moments for you, like the moment that I had when I was first seeing Davana, those, those, those moments where a choreographer's work just has such a profound influence on you? Mm-hmm. Uh, the influence, I mean, maybe also the emotion you're yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. uh, well, it, it was, for instance, Dave St. Pierre, really, like when I saw his work, uh, it was last year in Antwerp, and it, I was devastated i was crying so much even thinking about it will make me cry because i i could tell how much the dancers loved their choreographers and how much they were giving to him and it it really really moved me and it it got me to a point of total understanding of what that piece was about and i i felt it was so funny and very to the point and at the same time uh, moving me and very simple it was just a very simple proposition using certain laws of uh, how to uh, how to create a piece like it was at this kind of patchwork element but at the same time there was a an emotional voyage and he was really not afraid this this choreographer was totally not afraid to to go very far in order for you to understand something and and to understand him and understand his vision and i was really really impressed and 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 well it wasn't impressed in the sense of the virtuosity it was really the the how it moved me and how uh, suddenly a song that I know really well of Bjork and then suddenly he does something specific on it and it it just changes my whole perception of what that song meant and that was nice and he's he's also he's you know you're not making reference to you know great established choreographers when you choose Dave I mean he's someone's probably around your age, yeah, early yeah, 30s yeah, yeah. and you know it's been creating yeah. for a shorter period of time than you so I love that that he could be somebody who would be such an influence on you. Yeah, it was it was wonderful too. I mean, I, there's so many people, of course. I mean, same with Akram. The first time I saw Akram or or Pina, every piece of Pina has moved oh, me. Every incredible. piece. There is not one piece that did not move yeah. me at a certain point because there's always a moment where she takes my heart and, and kind of squeezes it. Absolutely. So um, I love that you that you take the time to go see other work. I find sometimes mm-hmm. lots of choreographers just they, they, they don't want that influence or they don't want they're not open. I would love to do more. I would really mm-hmm. like to do more. I mean I'm doing as much as I can and there are days when I do understand when people don't want because there are days when I'm like I can't. They can't let it in. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant by not open. It's like it's it's it get it's it they don't have a place for it, and it, yeah. they, they can't. But be it open is to very. It. I mean, I must say, 
uh, if I go into the choreographer part of my heart, it's it is very confronting when you see someone somebody's amazing work and you're like, God, this is so good, <laughs> and then you are with struggling with your own you know search and it it can be sometimes very uh, can be encouraging, but it can also sometimes make you feel like, well, people don't need me; they have those people. And oh, gosh. no, no, but it's a natural <laughs> reflex, and and I think that's. That's what happens. It's it's just sometimes it's uh, also you you cannot help but compare yourself to things and 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 it's that thing that I try to unlearn is to not compare but like let it be it and let me be me and there's a relationship between that but it's not like one is not better than the other. Yeah, we 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 have a strange tendency as as human beings to compare and and judge. I mean, it really stops us, I think, from being open yeah, to yeah. the world. Yeah, that's maybe the only thing I have against. Uh, so you think you can dance? Is that there needs to be a winner? Well, you know, it's interesting. You've been you've been um, given, I guess, or uh, anointed with a lot of very important awards. Uh, such as they are in our crazy milieu of dance and performing arts, uh, and given what you're saying about the competition, you know how yeah, does that but make it's, you it's, feel? It's, but there's also a lot of awards I did not get. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is this. I'm going to see if I can pronounce it: the Alfred Topfer Stiftung 2009 Kairos Prize, in recognition of your artistic philosophy and your quest for cultural dialogue. Wow. Yeah, this was something. It's this incredible. was this this February. Yeah. And was, what? Mm. Please help me understand. I mean, what an! I wish I had devised that award and been able to give it to you. It's incredible. Yeah, no, I was very impressed, and I I, I don't know uh, how on earth <laughs> they got to me, <laughs> but it it really it really moved me. And I must say, when I was there and I was at the re, uh, reception, and I. I told them also I was like you know sometimes because every piece honestly every piece I made until now every time I think this is the last one this is the last one still still yes even after Sutra I had that feeling of okay I think I need to stop now and and to have a prize like this is very encouraging it really makes you feel like okay I do need to take up this thing I need to do this and I need to do it better and I need to get further and I need to, you know, explore more. And so it, it was a, a real encouragement. At that point, it was a real encouragement because it wasn't, it wasn't about one singular piece. And that was what was wonderful for me. It was the first time I felt I had gotten a prize yes. <laughs> because it was about what I was doing in all of these things and not about that piece or this piece or this piece, which usually is um, uh, all the circumstances coming together, all these workers coming together, all these people coming together. And this was suddenly about how I was doing what I was doing and whatever that is that I was doing. And that was really nice. And it seems like not something that they just give to choreographers. Uh, no, it, yeah, it, it could have been, yeah, it was on many levels. Like, uh, uh, So you're yeah. being recognized for your, your philosophy, your contribution on a much bigger level. It, it was wonderful to be, you know, to be acknowledged on that. You it's know, incredible. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and considering you've just told me that every piece should be your last, I'm going to ask you this. Like in 50 years from now, when I hope you're still <laughs> creating work, what would you what would you want people to say about about who you are as an artist, who I, you've been as an artist? Well, honestly, I mean, I must say I, I'd rather have them talk about the people that would be there at that point. 
Like I really, uh, there's there's something about memory that sometimes clouds over the. I'm assuming you're still creating in 50 years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, but all right, pardon me. Yeah, yeah but okay. if you understand what I mean yes. with it, it's like sometimes it's it's so heavy for every new generation to start and to have all this load and all these you know things that are in the way of 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 you know acknowledging that they are there new and this is the, what they do and maybe it's what they've done 20 years ago and but w we should allow this to happen i mean when i when i started as a choreographer uh or at in school when i was studying in parts i remember the teachers telling me well you know uh, you have to find your own thing and and i was like but i don't want to find my own thing i want to do what i like and that's a big difference i want to do what i care about and if that is dancing for pina because pina because that's what i would care about then that's what i do if that is making work like pina because that's what I care about, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to have any one of you tell me that I'm supposed to find my own thing because that I, I believe in, in our relationship with, and even when Pina work, makes work and I see that she comes from Curtios, and I've always studied the, um, the lines of history of people because I always know that it's not just that person. It's always, uh, there's, a, there's a real tradition Everywhere, in anything, in everything, in everyone, there is never. And sometimes it makes leaps of going from Canada all the way to Belgium, coming back in France to Paris to go to Milan to go back to Canada. Like, th but there are always links, and and I'm really intrigued at at finding those links. And sometimes it's the dancers, sometimes it's certain dancers that work with you and make your work amazing, and then they go work with someone else and they make their work amazing, because it's those amazing dancers. And sometimes it's uh, so I would rather we talk about the people you know that are there at that point and doing uh you know yeah, I, sometimes i'm considered a young choreographer and i'm a, like yeah but there's already a next generation of 20 year olds who who are not having this dilemma that i had between or that my generation had between contemporary dance and classical dance there's a whole new generation of dancers that that really incorporate both very easily when i work with james o'hara one of my dancers who's uh, uh, quite young and, and, and his uh, Daisy Phillips also they they have a training which is as much ballet as as contemporary and they they don't they, they, they their form is a natural form a natural hybrid form of those two things it's they don't prefer one to the other they don't consider one more than the other they they see it as valuable both 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 ways are are a way of expressing themselves and that's wonderful so but there are, uh, particularly in, in your country, in Belgium, there are many choreographers who've been working for, you know, almost 30 years who are still creating work that is today. So is is that not also important? Of that, course. That the work is I there? Think, yeah, yeah, no. But I think when, you know, somebody like Aunt Teresa is still working now and she's going to make something new, it's wonderful. And I think it's necessary also that she does if she feels that need. Um all, I, I'm not talking, you know, against that. I'm talking for the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that is a natural, that's anyway, people, you know, we, we are in a, in a relationship with things where people, the, the more they've, they've done or the longer they're there, the more we respect them or the more we respect the fact that, you know, what, what they have done in the past. And it's always, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I, I love to, uh, see the quality of something absolutely that's absolutely now that just came out um 
you know, when, when we talk about the 50s or the 60s or beautiful music from then, all those things, it's very easy to think of them as beautiful because we have this distance on it. And hmm. sometimes we, that's the sad thing is that we need too much distance on beauty to appreciate things. And it would be wonderful to be able to see the beauty of the last piece of some new young person that just did something and understand that that is beautiful, that that is the new thing that just came out. And it, it, it's a pity that sometimes we miss that beauty because, we, it, because it doesn't, uh, it's not similar to what we know or what we have seen before. I see that sometimes with the work of Damien or other people who, who are very avant-garde in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, well, this is what's now. That's, uh, that's what right. they need to, to make now. And, and, and there is so much, it's another way of reading and you cannot compare to the, you know, the older generation. It is an, another thing. Mm -hmm. I guess dance in some ways or goes in cycles. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like when, when all this, what they call non-dance was so popular and, you know, 10 years ago in France, I mean, there was, there was part of the milieu that said, this is the new thing. And part of the older milieu that said, oh, this was being done in the 60s. You know, yeah. it was like a, an interesting debate going on yeah. almost about whether that gave it more or less validity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah the point is, it's about the, the ritual and the fact that you're sitting there and you're seeing a piece of dance or non-dance, but it's how do you take the best out of it for yourself at that moment? And you don't have to, you know, it would be horrible to say, well, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you'd have a, a marriage of, of the second child and you'd be like, well, it's a bit like the first marriage, isn't it? I mean, it's the same. No, it's, it's, it's another marriage. It's another ritual. You have to, you know, appreciate it for its own value. Mm -hmm. And I think we are so sometimes saturated with pieces and dance pieces and things that sometimes people get a little bit... Um, you know, have a, a tendency of, of, of kind of feeling uh, fulfilled already. And then you're like, but you're not seeing the beauty of that new thing because it's right there. And, and it's, you know, if you, you, you would be, be open for it, you would see it. But because you've seen so much, maybe you, you've stopped seeing it. And it, it's that, that's the challenge, I think, also for, uh, for all of us is to, to, to all the time stay open. I mean, you know how that is. It's, 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 uh, it's really a state of mind you have to put yourself into to be like, okay, I'm going to see another dance piece <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and really let that experience be its own thing and not, and not start comparing. I mean, this comparing thing really, it, it, it also bugs me because it can be so hurtful. I mean, I had that a lot with my own work when people started comparing zero degrees to other stuff. And, and I was like, well, zero degrees is zero degrees. I mean, this is, uh, you know, my meeting with Akram is something else than my meeting with Chantala. It's just another thing. And uh, it's still me, but it's it's another, the, the projects are really different things. And I would find it sad to be your own enemy, you know, that your own experience is your enemy, because at that point you uh, you had another dress than at that point, and you're like, well, that's, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. You said a few minutes ago, um, the choreographer part of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... Uh, are, are you always a choreographer in your heart? Or are there, there are times when you just want to do something so different or feel something so different? Well, there's many times I would like to do something different too. <laughs> I mean, I, I have moments I, I feel very much like a dancer, very much like someone who needs to express himself in movement. And it can, especially when I'm in moments of struggle, it can be very uh, liberating uh, to, to share certain emotions in the movement. Uh, as a choreographer, it's much more of a, 
uh, a vehicle of, of philosophy, of, of personal philosophy, of, of trying to talk about the things that I need to talk about. And maybe it's very naive and maybe it's sometimes, you know, for some people, they don't need to talk about those things because they have their solution and I'm happy for them. <laughs> but, but I don't and I need to get them. And I feel like these works can help me to to gain that knowledge of understanding humanity and each, uh, you know, uh, relationships. Uh, so that helps me. And um, and sometimes, yeah, you, you, you'd like to... to to be an isolated individual free from any kind of responsibility. So there's moments you love being responsible and there's moments you would like everything uh, to be free, you know, to be really free of, of all this responsibility. I, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours and I, sh I should let you go and I just want to, I just want to say that, you know, we, we do need you. <laughs> Thank you. So I, hope I need you too. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that you have time in your life to come to the National Arts Centre on a regular basis and uh, I hope you feel the, the, the welcome, the welcome nature of everyone in this city because the work is, I think, hugely important for people to see and experience and talking to you is such a pleasure. Thank you, Kit. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this edition of NAC Dance Podcasts. Please send us your comments and questions. You can email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting nacpodcast.ca. There you will find past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Until next time, this is Larry Evans saying goodbye from Canada's NAC Dance. Yeah.